2: Coming up today
0: on the Football Ramble. They've earned nearly 20 million euros off him, despite the fact he wasn't their player anymore since he's joined Manchester United.
3: I'd like to see you storm that. I'd (laughs) like to see you
0: take that (laughs) fortress if it's so difficult. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he left in the summer. And it just makes me think, is he just going to unload on everyone for the next three months? Better
2: is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. The Prem is back and the AFCON is here. It's Friday 12th of Jan. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Andy Russell.
4: And I'm raja
2: Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us on Friday, of course. It's a... It's a sad Friday, though, um, because yesterday uh, former England manager Sven-Jorn Eriksson revealed that he has terminal cancer and he said that um, at best he has a year to live. And I'm genuinely, well, obviously we're all sad about it, but I I really am. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it was very nice a lot of people um, tweeted me, of course. But for such an ever-present person in our footballing lives for so many years, and of course on this podcast, you know, mentioned him so many times, of course, to to hear that news, I,
0: yeah, awful. Yeah, really sad. Mm. And you think of him, I think of him as essentially ageless. Your parents. He's always the same age, if you like. There's uh, been a lot of outpouring of support for him in uh, Portugal and Portuguese football. Of course, he's still very, very popular over there, and it's Mm -hmm. on the on the front of a lot of the Portuguese sports papers today.
2: Yeah, and I think he's still popular here. I mean, because of the 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 type of character he was. I mean, again, (laughs) how many times have I mentioned him? You know, largely unnecessarily, because again, that affection that we have. I mean, even though um, as an England manager, perhaps didn't quite. Uh, 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 hit the highs that he would have liked. That doesn't seem to matter. He, I think, he was liked. He's a
3: character who sort of transcends the environment that he's been in, doesn't he? He's 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 more than just the former England manager, or more than just the former Lazio manager. You know, he's a huge, huge character in, in global football, mm. really, and that comes from from his character, from his personality, and the, mm. the sort of warmth he he, sh, he showed, and how kind of I suppose unique his approach was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very very sad news. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. You know, w-
2: when we uh, we interviewed him, of course, mm. um, it's a real high point. That oh, it was it was <laughs> it really was lovely. And you you just the, the the when people talk about his charm, which is you know has been very evident throughout his life. But not only that, his um, sort of calm and friendly approach as well. Yes. Like, it was yeah, really really sad news. And and of course, you know, Sven, we wish you all the best. Um, And obviously we wish his family all the best um, at this very sad time. Right, gentlemen, let's talk about the Premier League. It's back tonight. Burnley are hosting Luton Town, a huge relegation six-pointer. Burnley, uh, of course, uh, narrowly lost to Spurs in the FA Cup from that marvellous Pedro Poro strike but they've looked a bit better Vish in these last sort of I don't know month or or two or whatever it's been Uh, created a lot of chances and do you see these two teams as the relegation fodder that a lot of people did in the opening months of the season or do you think that maybe there might be a
4: little bit more fight in them? Do I think that the team in 18th and 19th the relegation battle, probably yeah <laughs> I, I would say everyone's opinions at the start of the season specifically about the relegation battle have been well founded the thing I would say about Burnley that you mentioned about the, the upturn in form I think that's coincided with the return of, of Lyle Foster as well who um, t- obviously took a break for mental health reasons and has come back and more or less picked up where he's left off um, you know he's been responsible for seven of their goals and Scored four of them, and he has probably been the only player who's actually got up to speed in the Premier League. And, you know, this is quite an interesting meeting of two teams who, uh, you know, I thought Luton would be bottom, Mm -hmm. um, and I thought Burnley would do quite well. And evidently, we've seen, I suppose we've seen more of Luton at the peak of their powers in patches than we have of Burnley. I think Burnley have flattered to deceive, and and actually been quite disappointing, giving all the build-up after how they Mm -hmm. won the championship last season. Whereas Luton, we weren't too sure about and I suppose therefore have exceeded our expectations to a point. And the fact that there's, you know, Luton are four points ahead of Burnley at this stage, Mm -hmm. also with the game in hand, perhaps highlights that.
3: Well, Foster being back is a a potentially big difference maker, as you say, because I think Luton have been slightly better at both ends. Essentially, they've scored a few more, conceded a few less. Um, But obviously, when you have a difference maker like that coming back in, perhaps that evens that up and Luton have a chance to go seven clear of Burnley. If they win this game, which is yeah. absolutely massive, but I've really enjoyed watching Luton. I think we all have. They're, they're starting to, to, you know, make Kenil, Kenilworth Road a little bit of a kind of fortress. But even within those performances, um, th- there's been a, there's a sense, I, I suppose, that or not even a sense. It's just an observation that they'll play really, really well. But there will be one absolutely huge goal gifting mistake in each game, <laughs> and they obviously have to cut that out. And it's more important than ever that they that, that they tighten up and make sure they don't do something like that in a, in, a, in what is essentially a six pointer. Yeah,
2: is, is it possible to turn that muggy little ground into a fortress gym? Um, <laughs> I, I, I would leave that to you to <laughs> speculate on. Actually, it's more like the sort of the gatehouse, isn't it? To yeah? Something grander.
0: It will be really sad, I think, if they weren't in the Premier League anymore, and you couldn't have the away fans walking out going, "We can see you in the bath." <laughs> to those people who live in the houses out the back you hate Kenilworth Road don't you Andy I'm not, I'm not a fan of the away end no
3: mm. so the capacity is 11,500 11, yeah. I'd like to see you storm that <laughs> I'd like to see you take
2: that fortress if it's so difficult well I, of all the Premier League grounds Jim I'm glad you've given me that one <laughs> I mean, all I need to do is basically break into one house and then I'm in sure
0: Trojan well, well you've it.
2: got to raise your army first well, unless I, you're going to take I, everyone I, on yourself
3: I it was
0: possible a- to take Old Trafford so <laughs> it's, it's got to be possible <laughs> to take Kenilworth Road. Well, right? No, no, right. no. I I to... you,
2: you get through the roof, don't yeah, you?
0: Yeah, no, it's quite hard because you'll land on the roof and fall through, won't <laughs> you?
2: That's how you do it. Yeah. Um, I think you're underestimating the the Fulham army that I have at my disposal.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, throw the sponges, boys. Uh, so, yes. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, you, you are right into po- pointing out that if Luton can win this game, you know, they have a game in hand on Everton, they win this game, they're out of the relegation zone, which gives a huge psychological boost. Would you put Luton down as as, as favourites for this or do you think home advantage is...
0: Uh, yeah, think? I, th- I think they would be favourites just okay. in terms of I can actually see them scoring goals. I mean, right. that is the thing that will finish Burnley. And the, the problems facing Burnley and Luton were very, very different different promoted team problems, I think, when they came up. Because... At Luton, because it was such a meteoric rise, generally over the last decade, but particularly since Rob Edwards got the job. It's been incredible. I think, yes, it's unbelievable that people look at it and think, well, actually, they're still working it out. And that's been clear this season. Edwards is working it out as a coach. They're working it out as a team, and they've made huge progress in doing that. The problem with Burnley was more of a, when Fulham got promoted under Jukanovic kind of problem, I think it's the second time we've referenced that this week you have isn't mentioned it?
2: you can of it a few times yeah, yeah a couple of times yeah, yeah
0: why and why I mean you you because like I think you look at Burnley and they won the championship with such style, mm-hmm. and it's like right, you're gonna to have to play a completely different way mm-hmm. when you come up yeah uh, and yet yeah Vincent Company's not really for turning, is he, but it can, but it can be it can be done though because
2: to reference Fulham again, Marco Silva. But then Marco Silva is a much more experienced yeah. operator or, at Premier League
3: level. Or
0: Sheffield United at first under Chris Wilder. Mm. I, I think you could argue, argue that as well.
3: Yeah, okay. Who did you say, Jim? Brentford as well. It yeah, happened sometimes. Yeah. Bournemouth when they first came up sometimes. It's an interesting one,
2: isn't it? Because
4: the was great, a more
2: pragmatic style, I think, which suited them.
3: Which Brentford, is not a...
4: Brentford didn't actually change all that much. It just no. so happened that the way they were playing yeah. was quite plug and play into the mm. Premier League. Mm-hmm. But
3: you do see sometimes teams that kind of swashbuckle a little bit mm-hmm. in the Championship, stick to that style and thrive. And then you see teams try that and get absolutely walloped all season. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's really difficult to predict who's going to manage to, it is. to to pull that off while sticking to their style. But mm-hmm. the problem is, and I think this is what Burnley are finding now, it's you can't, you can't just flick a switch and change, can you? Once you've got into the rhythm mm-hmm. of it, you've got to stick with it and
2: hope it comes good. Or, well get relegated <laughs> but also as well though but if they believe in company and what he's doing and, and if they do get relegated at the end of the season then you know as we saw with the example of say Sean Dyche was a very different type of manager to, to company far more experienced but when they got relegated under Dyche but they kept him Yeah. Mm. now you see because I think sometimes it's kind of like oh, I've got to stay in the Premier League at all costs well actually no if you believe in what the manager's mm. doing and the parachute payments do kind of, yeah. unless you've got yourself into a lot of debt. Yeah, yeah. Parachute payments make it achievable. Exactly. Do forgive us Burnley fans, you know, say we're just projecting <laughs> yeah. projecting But um but yeah, so I, so Vincent Company. um speaking of him, he said yesterday there was a big chance that they might do something in the transfer window. Now they're reportedly looking at David Fafana from Chelsea. Which won't do it for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's had a really not great first half of the, the the season at Union Berlin, and that's that's why he's been sent back. Andy, which former England stalwarts do they need to get in? Because Luton have
2: done it. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Townsend and and Ross Barkley I and mean, Rob Rob Edwards was singing Barkley's praises just the other day. He was asked about an England recall uh, potentially. he said we certainly love him. The fans love him. Some of his performances you would pay to watch. Well, I mean, is that, that bigger than th- people watching from their bedrooms? <laughs> yeah. Stop yeah. watching from your fucking bedroom. you pay to watch We've this. have got Ross Barkley down here. <laughs> <laughs> All 11,500 went. We have paid to see pay this. up.
4: <laughs> the intimation is like, you don't
0: have to pay for him, but you will have to pay for him.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what do you think Burnley
0: need then? And what's company sort of uh, hinting at? Well, yeah, they, they definitely need a goal scorer. And I think it's interesting to see the way that, certainly the, not, maybe not what he said, but certainly the way it's interpreted when it feels as if he's been encouraged enough by recent performances and particularly the ones away at Spurs and away at Villa. They were great and they're really lucky not to unlucky not to get something from from that. It's it's a weird thing because as Jim was saying, you know, you could do that thing where, you know, relegation is, we've seen Burnley do it before, is is not a disaster. You take the Premier League money, you don't overspend, and gradually, mm-hmm. you know, you you put the club in a better and better financial position. And that gets you to the point where you can become an established mid um mid-table team in the Premier League in, in, in the future but you just wonder for now has company seen enough that you think actually maybe we should go for it a little bit in the transfer market mm. because the performances are there but of course the most expensive players to get in the game whether on loan or permanently mm-hmm. are proper goal scorers who in Burnley's case would make a, a bit of a difference mm. certainly with the way they've been playing recently
2: yeah one of Burnley's players that I've been I've enjoyed watching this season is the goalkeeper James Trafford yeah excellent looks very unassuming yeah, he's also, well, he's been pretty busy,
3: hasn't he? And he's, yeah. he's a, a, made a very good account of himself. I think there's, there's a big player in there for the future. Yeah.
2: Well, he showed it, obviously, England under-21s level. And, and companies said, you know, England are lucky to have a, a young goalkeeper like him. Mm. But he's he's putting in uh, he's putting in big performances.
4: Isn't there like a a Jaskalainen complex to this? Do you remember when okay. um, Jaskalainen was at Bolton mm-hmm. and he became a, a goalkeeper that loads of people would talk about? And say he was doing very well because you'd see him more often, even on the highlights, because he would just you know have shot after shot. What's different? It's
2: a different uh, you know task than say being a goalkeeper.
4: Yeah, yeah. He's clearly he's clearly very talented. Mm. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about that. But you don't think he's going to go anywhere? Is what you're saying? Well, no. I just think think that he's
2: tyre at the end of the season. I think we're judging (laughs) him by exactly yeah. (laughs) I think we're young enough. I think if he he wasn't English,
4: you wouldn't be talking about him, Mark. Is that what it is?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. A little dig from Vish there. Uh,
3: But you are right. Uh, Can we also just note that Luton fans have a 400 mile round trip on a Friday night for this game? So well done, everyone. Which
4: they heard about five days before the game. (laughs) Ridiculous because they changed it because this was originally going to be a Monday night. In Mm. October, this was set as the Monday night game. Is that right? Well, you'd rather do it
2: on a Friday night than a Monday night. i have done them a good service Yeah,
4: you're right. Good point. Suck it it up, Luton Vans, (laughs) and have a lovely night out.
2: (laughs) Is our message officially from the Football Ramble. On Sunday at 4.30, Manchester United host Tottenham Hotspur. Big game for Manchester United. They need to make ground on the top four if they are to finish in the top four. That's how it works. Um, (laughs) Spurs' new signing, Timo Werner, has already taken part in his first training session and could start or at least play in the game. That is something I
3: think we'd all like to see, Jim. Uh, sure. They're not, um, depending on how it goes, um, they're not messing about in the transfer window, are they, Spurs? They're winning it so far. Do you think? Well, they've got two in already. And,
0: and they've... they've got rid of two they didn't want yeah. either. Okay. And they've, they've weakened
3: Man United in a way by taking <laughs> Regulon back as well. <laughs>
2: in, a, in a way. Uh, Vish, you worried about Timo Werner? Um, or is it more Manchester United's... Um,
4: well, you know, obviously Manchester United were were looking at Timo Werner. Um, I, I think there's also the... United are in a place now where it's not even the ex-players are likely to score against you. Players that you've just looked at are yeah. likely to score against you as well. <laughs> Players that you've typed into Google come to life. And, yeah, yeah. Um, It's like one of those horror films in the 90s, but... No, I, I think there is, there's absolute genuine reason to worry there. There's also, you know, genuine reason... I feel like you're playing Spurs at the right time here with, mm. you know, Son, Saar, Yves all on international duty. Um, I think there is an element of Spurs don't actually really know how they're going to, not necessarily line up, because obviously Andrew will have an idea, but you don't necessarily know if they're going to play because as we've seen um already this season, they don't quite have the, have the depth there.
0: Yeah, and the question mark really is, is their defence. And it has been yeah. the question mark for the last, I suppose, month and a half, Tottenham's defence. You know, since Van der Fenn got injured, it's been a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, so they're in a position here where Romero could play, where Van der Fenn could play, when Radu Dragashin, having just signed, could play. And I think in most situations, you would think if you're 21 and have just joined a Premier League club for the first time and you're a defender, United away is a sort of, it would be crazy to throw him straight in but because of how United are I think and especially because of how Ange Postacoglu is yeah. it, you know I, th- I think the thought is yeah he actually he actually could play it's not such a daunting task yeah. as it once was
3: I think that's absolutely right and the thing about Spurs and the way they play under Postacoglu is that they won't be afraid to attack Man United. And actually, that is there. There is still a sense from some teams that they they sit off United a little bit and they give them quite a bit of respect.
2: The West Ham, no, game, they let them make mistakes. Well, well, perhaps yes. As but Napoleon said, "Jim, never interrupt your enemy while he's making mistakes." <laughs>
3: <laughs> so the
2: the West Ham game at,
3: um, mm. at the Olympic Stadium was a great example of that. So mm. there was a point where I think West Ham set up as they so often do to, to counter. And then they realised after a little while, it's like, hang on, <laughs> we can just attack them. Yeah, We can just attack, attack them because they're a bit shit and then we'll probably get something. And they w- then they won the game fairly convincingly. And Spurs will have seen that and they play on the front foot anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose you are potentially playing into United's hands by, by doing that because they themselves play in a similar way. But I don't know. I, I, United just seem vulnerable against teams who are enjoying life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, has yes, bit of yes. bit of
2: vim and a bit of bit of pep about them. Definitely. As well as Jaden Sancho moving to Borussia Dortmund, of course. Eric Dier has moved to Bayern Munich on loan with the option to buy. Has um,
0: a man ever looked so happy about a loan transfer? He cannot
2: believe his luck, can he? It's an amazing move from him. Um, uh,
4: but that, I, I thought, I thought that was really lovely to see because I, I know we can talk about footballers being being um, just weathered uh, by uh, maybe just the state of the game, but. He got out of that... He clearly got out of that car and was like, fucking hell, by Munich.
0: Yeah. Yes. How cool is this? Yes.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's 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 super... It warms the cockles. I mean, I mean, there was... Some people are still wondering whether Eric Dyer is like a, a decent player or not. Is there a player in there? Because he gets so much criticism yeah. at times. And, and Spurs fans have been, you know, at times understandably, you know, very, very critical... And yet, but obviously, Bayern think that there's something there. You know, he, I mean, he did go to the World Cup with England on merit. You know, yeah. people were saying actually, you know, could he be a starter? You know, he
0: kind of chops and changes. He's a
3: sort of systems player, isn't he? There was a, this time about a year ago, he was, he was having a proper renaissance. Mm. People were really talking about how how good he he'd been. But yeah. I think
0: the point is, is he's a reliable team guy, and Bayern have a number of problems at the moment, and he could stand in competently. At defensive midfield, if they don't get Palina, See, he's doing you a big favour there.
2: Yeah, oh, he is, yeah. Um,
0: or they're planning mainly to use him at centre-back. Now, as, as I said on OTC, if you go back to Autumn, when they were looking at free agents, they got turned down by Socrates, which is remarkable. He <laughs> chose to go to Betis instead. My brain won't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were going to sign back Joran Boating who has A, been dreadful for the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and B, mm-hmm. there's the quite horrendous off-pitch yes. stuff with him, which is why the Bayern fans protested. In terms of his, his playing, um, the, the drop-off with Boetang has been
2: incredible. And yeah, he's,
0: he's, he's one of their best defenders when they, when they won the treble yeah. uh, in, in, in 2020. It's, it's extraordinary. Mm. But, you know, I think the fact is, Dyer is a much better option than either of them. And, of course, he spent an absolute shitload on Harry Kane. They've got to be a little bit careful. What, not to
2: upset Harry Kane so they've got his mate over?
0: No, they've spent 100 and million you, euros. Year...
2: You're looking at this as a totally different, the wrong way. They need Eric Dyer there because Harry Kane, it'll, yeah.
0: you know, he'll like, like it. It's like when
2: if you wanted Zlatan, you had to sign Maxwell as exactly. well. <laughs> That's it. That's what, this is a little
3: but new routine. None of these
0: ever get made into buddy comedies by Amazon, so who cares? All right, Andy. Well, uh, right, back to Manchester
2: United. Anthony Martial isn't going anywhere. He has reportedly rejected approaches from Marseille, Fenerbahce, and Saudi Pro League sides. We'll just wrap them all up as one uh, because he wants to stay and fight for his place. No, he's I'm rejected intrigued.
0: those. He's rejected those approaches because he wants to go for free at the end of the yeah. season and earn a lot more. I'm, money.
2: I'm intrigued to see what this fight
3: is going to look like. You know, sort of like <laughs> pull out a dueling glove and swing it around a bit, and then
4: boy, the stop! <laughs> all right, I mean, I'm not going to come over there, but I just oh, want you to stop. You better not do that again. <laughs>
2: Mar- I might take your place do that again. <laughs> Martial's Manchester United career. Like, like, if someone legitimately forgot he was a Manchester United player, I, I, that is totally understandable. And yeah, he's been there for so long.
0: It's yeah. absolutely extraordinary that there was a clause that they would have to pay Monaco more if he won the Ballon d'Or.
3: Well, mm. he came with a big reputation, oh, yeah. didn't he? Not unreasonably, Huge. as well. And we've yeah. seen flashes of what a good player he can be, as well. It's just unfortunately.
0: Well, you know, you know, Leon have earned. Leon, who were his club, his academy club before Monaco, they've earned nearly 20 million euros off him, despite the fact he wasn't their player anymore since he's joined Manchester wow. United.
2: Flipping Nora.
3: What, what, what One big
0: gravy train.
3: How do you feel about Invesh as a player? What do you think his sort of like legacy will be I am, when he uh, eventually does uh, leave?
0: Speaking
4: personally, genuinely, I am I am the biggest um, Anthony Martial apologist. I can't really see the wood for the trees because I remember things that he does in games that I think are very good that he does that other people other players can't do. And let's say there are five of them, and they're all dotted around his nine years at the club, mm-hmm. and they all kind of merge into one, and I have this idea of a player and i and I know it's totally misguided he's he's one of those players where i I appreciate and understand how poor he's been. Mm-hmm. I appreciate and understand how poor his attitude mm-hmm. is, and the fact that you can't be relied upon to start fifteen games a season, say um But he's the kind of player who, I think United gave him too much too early. And because of how, you know, a lot of times when clubs go through a period of just, you know, cataclysmic underperformance, there are people who just kind of end up, you know, there from start to finish who you don't really notice or you don't really see as a a problem. And the thing I would say about Martial is whenever there's things about, uh, you know, Players poor timekeeping, this, that, and the other—all the other things that come out to show how dysfunctional the side are. He's never really in there mm-hmm. beyond his on-field performances, which have been slack. He, he seems to be someone who, off the field anyway, just kind of— or certainly on a football in a uh, football context—just kind of seems to to glide by. And I, I kind of wonder, for his own sake, if he looks back on, or if he'll look back on his career and thinks. Did I, you know, did I do all right? Did I, am I kind of, did I scratch the itch, the childhood itch, I suppose, of, of, of being a high class footballer? And then that, that, you know, that's for him to answer and whatever his answer is, is, is good enough really, isn't it? But yeah, he's, you know, he, he's just going to be impossible to offload. And I, I know I appreciate that. It's kind of mad to think that if he stayed another year, he'd be due a testimonial. Yeah, that. I know, but that's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> it's wild. But it's
2: nice though that you have those, um, the memories and, you know, I mean, he hasn't gone yet, but those, as you say, those sort of the highlights, really. If you see what I mean?
4: Yeah, but it's, in, it's in just, but season. but that. I suppose that's purely just how I consume football, also, and, it, and it's more about like. I don't know. It's it, it's more about the like my own personal thing, rather, like it's not my money. It's mm. you know it, it's it is, it is my club and it's a nuisance. But there have been so many other nuisances that it's it just kind of like you it, know the cartoon. You know in cartoons when there's like a big bundle yeah. and one per, and the person at the bottom of it yeah. walks out. Yes, and is and you while they're still fighting, fighting, That's Martial Wait. in Manchester United. That's Martial.
2: You're a fan of the martial arts.
4: Yes, is all I can in say a way. To
2: that, um, a former Manchester United man, Emmanu Matic, is uh, in an incredible standoff with his current club, Ren, at the moment. Uh, I, 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 he wants to leave, but they won't sell him, so he's threatened to retire. Yeah, the, the story behind this is quite mad. Yeah, is that is that a way around it? You go, oh, I've retired. Well, and then the next day you come out of retirement <laughs> when
3: there's an offer. <laughs> the story is that Wren um, promised him there was an international school nearby uh, for three, his children, yeah, three obviously, and no such school exists. I just feel like Making up a school is some quite short-term thinking,
2: isn't it? It's not <laughs> going to be long before that lie is found out. Yeah, but In France, though, an international school is, do you teach English? Yes. Oh, from some children who are from abroad here. Yeah, fine. I mean, these kids must have been thrilled. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
3: <Where's> the, <laughs> there's, what, where, there's no school. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: well, there's one in Lyon, and they've offered him a pay rise.
2: There
3: we oh. go. I think it's the point,
0: which is maybe why he went in on Tuesday, cleared his locker... Um, was photographed by a, a few Wren fans on the platform at the station, leaving Wren to apparently never come back and has gone gone home to London. Now, the the club put out a statement saying, this guy's 35, he's so experienced, it's um an appalling way to, to behave, we we're really disappointed in him. And he put out this statement on Instagram saying, yeah, it's a personal problem, I might have made an admin error. Ooh. Oh. And there you is know, a school I'll be back I'll be back to, I'll be back to <laughs> no there's no school but I wonder if he didn't know about he didn't know that there was no school
2: right
3: um, oh so it's not the club's may, fault so maybe
0: maybe it's not the club's fault More to follow. Yeah, more as we get it. More to follow.
2: Uh, Andre Anana will be playing um, against Tottenham Hotspur for Manchester United. Then he's going to head straight to uh, Côte d'Ivoire, or Ivory Coast as we say in English, to join up with the Cameroon squad uh, because that's where the African Cup of Nations are being played. They play Guinea on Monday Less than twenty-four hours after the end of the Spurs game, so another advantage for Spurs here. What they should try and do in this game is just mm. ensure there's as much
3: added time as possible because he's, <laughs> he's got a flight to catch. Yeah. So if you can get say fifteen minutes added onto the end, which mm. in you know the current climate is possible, you might have an open goal to shoot at. Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> I, be, I mean it would be quite something if he just left. Uh, but I suspect that's probably... Well, the plane won't wait for him, mate. Yeah, I mean... Stop
4: wasting time. I didn't even check
2: in online.
3: We've all known from Pete Donaldson's behaviour that the plane will not wait for
2: you. (laughs) That's true. That is very, very true. Although we all also know from Pete Donaldson's behaviour that you can get, um, you know, private jets to places.
4: (laughs) I appreciate that Andre Anana is a very good goalkeeper in a bad bit of form, but I am intrigued by the idea that someone whose decision-making has been so poor this season will then go and play for his country
0: after a long flight. After a yeah. long but, but I'm he, keen to see is, the decision-making. He's he's now not going to. He's going to miss that first game. Right. So he's basically said yeah. to the Cameroonian FA, having pissed them off quite a lot before, remember he got sent home yeah. from the well, he 2022 walked, World Cup. He walked cup. out. Um, because he
4: didn't want to, he didn't want to play... He style. didn't want to kick
0: long, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And... If you go back to 2017 he refused to go on international duty because he wanted to concentrate on his club having said that he'd go over there for that game. Firstly, he's changed the departure date. Secondly, he said, "Well, I'm going to play the Spurs game first and then I'm going to come over." And now he said, "Well, I'm not going to play the, I'm not going to play the first game actually. I'll be I'll be there for the second game." It's, it's outrageous. So, to me it's like you, absolutely you, outrageous. To me,
2: I don't know what their goalkeeping situation is like, but I'd be starting Thomas and Kono. <laughs> That's what I'll be doing. Good choice. Thank you. AFCON begins uh, in Ivory Coast, of course, this weekend. The hosts are playing on Saturday night. They face Guinea-Bissau. Now, Opta supercomputer has calculated that Senegal are the most likely team to win it, just ahead of Ivory Coast with World Cup semi-finalists Morocco third favourites. I know some people fancy Morocco
4: for this, actually. Vish, who do you fancy for it? Well, I mean, the... I don't know if I fancy them, but... I suppose, like the, for the for narrative's sake, well, Senegal are the ones that I think because of the generation of their players. They're basically yeah. saying goodbye to a lot of players in this in this Afcon. Um, you know, not not so much like these people in their like late twenties, early thirties, but in terms of people at the peak of their power. So like, so it's Mendy, Mane, Juste Gay. Like you're in a situation now where you kind of this is when that particular crop of players needs to, I suppose, like, you know, defend the title, the sentence, because this is this is their last hurrah with that, you know, I don't know if they, will they call it a golden generation? Can we call it a golden well, generation I on think, their behalf? I think they Sorry? will,
2: because they are the African champions. Yeah. And so they've won that trophy with yeah. some players that are known around the world. Yeah. So just because of that, I think they will.
4: Although the other, I suppose, the other side to it is, you know, that, you know, Salah really, mm. because uh, you know, with all that all that he's won and and the fact that he's always given his all for Egypt, and like the fact that stylistically, Egypt are one of the worst big teams to watch, if that's fair to yeah. say. Like it, you really do get the impression, you know, just seeing a lot of the previews that, you know, while from an English point of view they're like, oh, you know, he's he's going to be missing from Liverpool, but it really does feel like he's on a bit of a mission this time around,
2: mm. and so close last up, of course, yeah. Came
4: down to penalties between the two sides. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, they've lost two finals, haven't they? In um, in the last, what's so it? they lost in seventeen, I think, and then uh, and then here. So
3: having won so many
4: prior to that as yeah. well. Yeah,
3: they're not um, big goal scorers. Egypt I and mean, in, in <laughs> yeah. Salah's in Salah's time, they they traditionally haven't been. And if obviously they, they need to unlock that essentially and, and get the best out of him. In, that's in just not enormous. how they do it, Jim. I mean, no, that's not that's how they do it. That's,
0: that's often the way to get your way to a, a major tournament, isn't it? Mm. Which is why I'm so looking forward to seeing Nigeria. I knew because someone
2: was going to mention them. They're
0: attacking players they've got. Yes. I mean unfortunately Victor Boniface is injured mm-hmm. and he's he's yeah, not going to be playing. But they've just they've just gone out and replaced him with Terran moffi mm. who I remember turned down West Ham going back to to, to last year, who's <clears throat> a super player. They've got an incredible lineup. But up front
2: they've got a proper goal scorer in Victor Osimen, who is one of the best forwards in, in European football, you would say, playing at Napoli. Um, we've been enjoying him very much. so. But he's been embroiled in a, in a, in a bit of a, in a bit of a, I, I, could you call it a scandal? Um, his Napoli teammate, Kavica Kvaratskalia's agent, Mamuka Ugeli said that uh, Ossiman is heading to Saudi Arabia next summer. Ossiman hit back in an Instagram story writing, Dear Mamuka Ugeli." You are a piece of filth and a disgrace. I'm embarrassed at your sense of reasoning, dumb fuck.
3: Ugh. Keep my name out of your mouth. It's amazing.
2: Challenging a bit of Will Smith there. Um, yeah, I don't know if you call that a scandal, but it's certainly uh, uh, it's beef. A war of words. Absolutely. A War of beef. Why?
4: Yeah. Do, why does he always find? No, sorry, he doesn't find himself in this. But why? Why is he always? I suppose being like singled out for for this kind of bollocks. You know, yeah. there was the social media post that Napoli themselves posted, taking the piss out of him and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I have an answer of why he um, seems to be, um, you know, in the line of sight with this kind of bullshit. But seems so mad. I it's mean, almost like is... Napoli and the people associated with Napoli don't know how good but they th- have th- it. This, yeah.
0: this is quite different. This is someone outside the Napoli tent pissing into it. Yeah. Which right. I, I suspect they're not particularly happy about either. I mean, really... as we kind of explained on OTC, it's it's kind of partial jealousy because Kvaratskelia has not got his new contract and Aussie men has because they're lining him up to sell him next summer. I mean, he's right in that the reasoning doesn't make any sense of Kvaratskelia's agent because the fact that he signed a new um, contract with a release clause in it makes him more accessible to Premier League clubs. So it makes it less likely that he'll go to Saudi. So we i think we just agree with every word that ozimen says but talking of agents if you're ozimen's agent are you not sitting there thinking actually i'm meant to get after people on your behalf <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right what is my job yeah. and, do you fancy
2: for him uh, him for the golden boot some stiff competition yeah i mean he's
0: full of anger mm hmm and the fact that he's had a bit of a lean time over the last couple of months, definitely.
2: And the fact that Egypt don't allow Salah to score goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that too, yeah.
2: That too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, of course, Andy, you did say that you t- talked about this on, on On the Continent. On yesterday's On the Continent, Dot and Andy were joined by Nicky Bandina. They discussed how Napoli have gone from Serie A champions to mid table. And on today's Ask OTC, whether Jose Marini was under pressure at Roma after losing the Rome Derby. Head to On the Continent in your podcast app to subscribe now. All right, everybody, let's have a quick
1: break.
0: to get started don't push
2: me do doesn't look good doesn't look good man by security Eric Man United a big club oh, welcome back to the football ramble everybody Andy's mate and Gary Cottrell there with um, Vish's mate Eric Ten Hag. <laughs> now if you want to hear my disappointment after Fulham's 2-1 defeat at Anfield on Wednesday night I do catch ramble reacts with myself and Jim uh, we had um, I suppose it was slightly cathartic for me a, a chat after that match I was a bit disappointed, but I did perk up though, Jim, when you informed me that um, the Carabao Cup prize money, if you reach the semi-final, is twenty five thousand pounds. Twenty
3: five thousand pounds, hundred grand if you win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: we speculated
3: there are parking spots in Fulham that you couldn't get for that. <laughs> that wasn't quite right, but I did find a garage uh, for sale for um, one hundred and fifty grand. So. Yeah.
2: So, you've got to win it twice. Yes. Or at least win it and then get to the final again. So.
0: Oh, it's Guardiola's carriage. Yeah,
2: ridiculous stuff. Talking of uh, sensible stuff, though, um, before we go back to the Premier League, Kidderminster Harris have appointed former Hull City Derby County in South End, boss Phil Brown! This is
3: brilliant news, and it? It's huge encouragement for any sitcom characters who might like a crack at football management.
2: <laughs> Brown's back, baby. Brilliant. Um, they are bottom of the National League, seven points from safety. But who do you call Vish? He's been hired on a deal until the end of the season.
4: Yeah, it's quite a different profile to some of the managers they've had in the past, because they've always, um, well not always, but recently they've just employed like up-and-coming managers who've done quite well for them. So John Eustace was there before, um, Russell Penn who... Did Brown get them promoted. Is, yeah, Russell Penn, is Brown is replacing, got them promoted, and a former player, so has credit in the bank. And I think there's generally a bit of excitement about it, because... You know he—he's a name, isn't he? He is a name,
2: and he said it's a challenge I'm looking forward to sinking my teeth into. Oh, Andy, he's going to be working
0: with your former favourite striker, Dean Holdsworth, as well. Yeah, teaming up once again. I mean, this—this does have sort of Mark Hughes taking over at Bradford vibes. Does like, 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 what? Why? Why? Mm. He fancies it, and they fancy it, Andy.
2: Why are you getting involved? Why are you trying to get in
3: the way of all the fancying? I just think he should just. Except that the next best move for him is the bargain hunt job. <laughs> <laughs> got the clothes. Yeah, just do it. He's got, got,
4: the
2: got the clothes, got the profile, exactly. <laughs> there, I'm going to give you one hour. Um, all right, everybody, let's go back uh, to the Premier League. Newcastle United host Manchester City on Saturday at 5.30. Pep Guardiola got a yellow card after arguing with Jason Tindall the last time these two met in the Carabao Cup done him there any Tyndall are we going to see more step cars? into my
4: web <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Tyndall said
2: you got a yellow last time let's up that to a red this time <laughs> you big fraud Um, an interesting game this one not uh, as straightforward um as it might have been for Man City because Newcastle have stopped the rot with that uh, victory against Sutherland you might say back Kevin De Bruyne and his hair are back
3: Jim yeah maybe he just won't be good maybe he's just not good anymore yeah Maybe. There is that Probably possibility. Not.
2: He you know, he hasn't played for a while. He I mean the flashes we saw at against Huddersfield. No, no Huddersfield not yeah. inside. side, but it, it certainly seems um, ridiculous to us. We
4: that yeah, we don't you know, he he doesn't look like he's been on the booze all this time, but you know, maybe he's maybe he's been fallen sleeping. out of love with
0: it. Yeah, maybe he's fallen out of love with it, maybe I mean, he's the, got another hobby. The hair suggests he's gonna be better than ever. Yeah. You know, like when yeah. when Homer gets snake's hair in the Simpsons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? He's going to be the best player that football he's has ever been seen. too focused to have his hair cut.
4: He's also, uh, just through social media, he's annoyingly laid back. You'd think someone as good as him, because he's working with Pep, would maybe just constantly be thinking about the game. You know, we see it with a lot of like brilliant players across other sports. They're obsessed with it. I think he loves it, and I think mm-hmm. he still loves it. And that's annoying. I think there's someone intensity rival. in there. No, no, of course. Mm-hmm. But... I think he's got bigger picture as well. Like yeah. o- o- outside of football, off the field rather. Like I think he and I think you can see it with the friends he has across the game that yes. he's clearly like quite a normal bloke. And, and like, that's annoying because it makes
0: him seem nice. And there's like victory lap vibes, isn't it? it you, yeah. you can actually for yeah. the first time really see the clock ticking on his Manchester City career. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he left in the summer. And yeah. it just makes me think is he just going to unload on everyone for the next 3 months?
4: There's also a, like a, a genuinely quite um, important thing at play here in that this this timeout is probably the, is the longest rest he's had in a while. Yeah. Um, and bear in mind that he's played over the last four years with, with various different injuries for club and
0: country as well like, but ridiculous injuries yeah. yeah not a little knock but injuries that you definitely shouldn't be playing with you can't put your City. Yeah. yeah
4: you can't put your full weight on your left ankles <laughs> right okay that's annoying as a right footer uh-huh, yeah. yeah
3: i wouldn't go to the gym in that <laughs> <Yeah>. situation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let alone you know be a professional footballer i think this it's amazing it, it, it
2: is quite absurd um but manchester yeah the, i mean there is a so, you know since they sort of come back from the Club World Cup and started playing in the Premier League blah, 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 there's um there does feel about an inevitability yeah. that they will just sort of reclaim top spot well, in the It in the might Premier not League. happen, but we've you know
3: we've seen so so many times that Guardiola gears his squad for exactly this, doesn't he? That mm. they are they are prepared for this gear change. It's no it's not a coincidence, is it? It's something mm-hmm. that actively work towards. Yeah.
2: Well and it, it is interesting with his um team selection sometimes, you know that that has been reflected before where you don't see certain players for certain periods and then suddenly they used a lot and that rotation and and, and the the resting and so on was, as you say, when when De Bruyne has effectively kind of had a rest and he looks damn fine for it. It uh, it doesn't bode well for Newcastle United, who also have Joel Linton ruled out for a minimum of six weeks with a thigh injury. However, good news for, for Newcastle United is that Jordan Henderson's name has been reportedly discussed by the hierarchy of the club because, of course it has, Andy. Yeah. What are these discussions, though? Are they <laughs> mostly laughter? So,
3: <laughs> really. I wants to come back! Uh, what well, do you reckon, was, and?
0: Also, he's not one of the piff clubs, is he? No. But, so, he,
2: but he could be soon.
0: <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. You're
2: just <laughs> rubbishing this. You think it's nonsense.
0: No, it is, it is nonsense. Because I think you, you look at the um, Darren Eels, the CEO, coming out and talking about the financial results yesterday, which has been... I think it's given an interesting window into how people all over Europe and the world, look at Newcastle now, in that the fact that it's been interpreted as they might go and sell a big player Mm -hmm. now, which isn't exactly what Darren Eels said, but he said, you know, we're not ruling out player trading at the moment, so everyone's immediately going, oh, Bruno, give more edge to PSG. They haven't got any money. They're losing money, hand over fist, etc., etc., etc. Whereas the detail is a little bit different to that. But it's quite interesting. You read reports in... Spain, France, Portugal, and there's this barely concealed glee that "ha ha!" Your project's running aground. <laughs> it's quite interesting that that's not just restricted to England, and they're seen as this like, global threat. I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting,
2: yeah. and it's um, it's good to hear. Uh, they they have reportedly made inquiries with Bournemouth about Dominic Solanke, though.
0: Again, <laughs> it's not happening, is yeah. it? And
2: yeah. I really don't want that to happen because Solanke is playing like a man possessed at the
3: he, moment. He really is. I hope he. I mean his stock is really high at the moment. I hope he at least sees out um this season at Bournemouth mm-hmm. because you know he, he's he'd be mad not to. Yeah, absolutely he would be mad not to. He's the only thing I can think of that might convince him to to potentially make a move is that if he's at you know uh, a you know a traditionally bigger club mm-hmm. um, it might give Southgate something to think about in terms of England selection but he's in a he's in a place where the system really really works for him mm-hmm. he's he's scoring goals and you, you can't you know guarantee that you would do that in a different system mm-hmm. I just really really hope that he stays Keeps up the form he's in, mm. and then you know, who knows in the summer, but he's he's a joy to watch for Bournemouth, but at the not, that, and, not and they're, they're really like interesting I to tot- watch,
0: and he's a big part of it. I that. totally agree with all of that, but a club would be mad to buy him in this window as well, yes, because you're buying him at a point where he's going to be really expensive mm. on the back of one excellent half season, exactly. yeah. That, yeah. that, that, that we
2: see this so many times. I mean, be the, 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 crazy, there's, there's some people saying you know, Arsenal really need to stop, well, a lot of people saying that. Uh, and they're being linked with, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Broja Mayoral. Yeah, well, Solanke himself
3: as well. Well, himself.
0: Borja would be, again, Boja, a, sorry. A, a, a typical but it's, January it's signing. it's one of those ones, yeah.
3: Andy. He's yeah. having a good season.
0: Uh, Arsenal aren't going to do that. They're not stupid. Well, you'd, you'd link with you'd
2: De Tomas last season in, exa- in exactly the same sort of link. But it, but it is that kind of thing where a club sort of panics and goes, well, that guy this season, and you think, no, but... It is the whole kind of half-season wonder, one-season wonder. You know, these are good players, but they're not 21-year-olds who mm. are, you know, kind of fresh and you think, okay, hang on a minute, you know, this is the next Erling Haaland or something like that. You you know, one has to be a little bit careful. But I think clubs have surely learnt this by now. But then, you know, never underestimate the stupidity of owners of football clubs, no. I would say, uh, everybody. All right, then. Um... It's time for the Football Ramble, ACCA with Betfair. The football season is well and truly underway with Betfair. And if you're looking to get involved in all the action, then look no further. Betfair have made it faster and easier to build your ACCA this season. And you can join in this weekend with a complete free ACCA or bet builder on the football. So today and every Friday, we're building an ACCA of four match odds, 90 bets from across the Premier League.
0: Andy, you've got the first game. Manchester City to win at Newcastle. It's It's like Jim says, they're getting in the pep zone now, aren't they? They are getting in the pep zone. Okay. Uh,
2: well, Andy, you're, you, you've got six out of 13 correct at the moment. I, th- I think you need this.
0: You think? Mm. I think if you're looking at it as NBA shooting percentage, I'd take it. It's fine. I'm saying that you better be right with this. Right, okay. Uh huh. So he's, he's predicted we'll
2: last season's Trevor winners to win a game. <laughs>
0: so, <all right. laughs> Coming from you, that is quite something. Well, we'll see what Ooh, I've got in a minute, right, Andy, okay, won't we? Okay. Ooh, we will.
2: Vish, you have the third game. Manchester United versus Spurs.
4: I am gonna go for an optimistic draw. <laughs> uh just with Spurs absences, um and the fact that I don't know, Manchester United beat Wigan. Um I feel like this will, this would be a bit more of a, a bitty game uh, than Angie and Spurs would like, so I'm going with a stalemate.
2: I think I think that's quite nice, but you've got six out of twelve, correct. There's yeah. your fifty percent boys. Um Will he still have 50% after this? Let's hope so, for, for charity's sake. I've got Chelsea versus Fulham. I'm going for a Fulham win, Andy. It's at Stamford Bridge. I've got 12 out of 20 correct. The best percentage of us all here. Yeah,
0: excellent. You can afford to be brave, can't you?
2: <laughs> well, when, you, when, when, when Fulham are going to Chelsea, I think you can.
0: I Especially they're... when they're the favourites, right?
2: Well, do the do the market say that? I don't. I'm not sure they do, Andy. But uh, but I'm putting them to win that game. So uh, we've got Manchester City to beat Newcastle, Villa to beat Everton, a draw between Manchester United and Spurs, and Fulham to beat Chelsea. A ten pound bet with Betfair on that returns four hundred and sixty five pounds seventy five pence. And if we win, all that money goes to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate ten pounds to Prostate Cancer UK. Remember, with Betfair this season, when you place your bet. On their match odds, 90 markets. Your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama won't be affected. And that's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Opt-in required and previous deposit required. Max free bet varies from £1 to £10 per customer. Minimum odds of 1.5 on minimum one leg. T's and C's apply. Got to be over 18 to get involved. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Dean Smith also
1: says you're an encyclopedia of
0: football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Oh, this is quickly becoming the best bit of my Friday. I'm loving this. I'm loving the power of the chair. It's Jack's encyclopedia, of course. Uh, You know how it rolls. A simple game of categories. If you go too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's Orgasm, which will give you seven seconds. Uh, Jim got the belt back last Friday but amidst controversial circumstances, as Gary Neville and Paul Scholes didn't make any appearances in the FA Cup in 1994, which means they only have Three winners medals, mm. but, but they Ooh. weren't they my were there.
2: answers. Though were they? weren't my answers. They were my answers, and ultimately Luke lost. So we're all okay.
4: Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> Justice was served.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Luke. Even when the heel is against you,
0: <laughs> yours the FIFA Congress. By the
2: way, can I just say it is lovely having you in the chair. I like when you host, Dan.
4: <laughs> although, although you are only hosting because you're. Uncharacteri- uncharacteristically poor at this game
0: oh that's I think that's fair I think that's fair how can I win when I'm in the bloody chair actually I can do whatever I want yeah mm-hmm. where's that oh they've taken the Andy Wins button off the oh they've decommissioned it it's not <laughs> even worth having they anymore they pulped it they <ission> pulped never. the Andy exactly. button to be fair
2: to wish the league table doesn't worry
0: Andy Anyway, they it. they've rebadged it. You <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the first category. Oh, this is a great first category. I love this. The fifteen most expensive Premier League signings ever made in January. Ooh. So that's transfers coming into the Premier League, oh. not going out. That and we're is... going to go oh, off their initial a fee. A t- <laughs> I can't Jesus. And we're going to have Vish to start. Um, Mikala Mudrick.
4: Good one. <laughs> it was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I genuinely have nothing.
3: Oh uh, Andy Carroll?
4: Oh yeah. Love that.
2: Lovely. Get that helicopter wearing. Um Enzo Fernandez. Very good. Very nice. You helped me with my drink, but <laughs> job not Uh
4: Luis Suarez?
2: Yeah,
0: maybe.
4: No, maybe it's too low.
0: Maybe was yeah. he was in the form, was he? Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Ooh. I was surprised to see him on this wow. list. Yes. Ooh.
1: It's Torres oh! to get Chelsea... Oh!
0: Moses Kaysa though. The, yeah. the
2: headline has been written...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Cucurella. Uh, Summer There's victory for Jim any, yeah. any, any, Anyway Mate honestly That is like That's a tough one <laughs> there, That's there the first some, time In this
2: game Where I've gone nothing there, is yeah. some, there are
0: some tricky ones In here So you could have had uh, Anthony Gordon Aymeric Laporte oh. In 2018 Benoit Badiashile, shield huh? mm-hmm. uh, Bruno Fernandes uh,
1: Bruno- Fucking hell
0: Bruno Guimaraes <laughs> Christian Pulisic Cody Hakpo Fernando Torres Talking to the helicopters. So uh, Juan Mata, Luis Diaz, or Virgil van Dijk? So one van Dijk, nil. Is it? You totally to forget. a
4: yeah. few players I'm disappointed
2: Totally that, forget yeah. that. No, yeah. that's a tough one. Fair play to you, Jimbo. One, one nil. The to title defence is uh, looking good.
0: Well, it was, was until we get to category two, the final England squad that Sven Joran Eriksson <laughs> okay. took in oh, 2006 FIFA World Cup. It's a
3: lovely question. Sorry, can you repeat the question? We were all groaning over it.
0: Yes, the, fir- the final England squad that sven Goran Eriksson took to the 2006 FIFA World Cup. There are, I shouldn't need to tell you, mm-hmm. 23 possible answers here, mm-hmm. and Jim is going first.
3: Steven Gerrard.
0: <laughs> Wayne Rooney.
3: Frank Lampard. <laughs> John Terry. <laughs> Peter Crouch.
0: What a pleasing rhythm there is to this. Actually, Cole.
4: Theo
2: Walcott. Nice. Yes. Jamie Carragher. Um... It's Torres.
4: Oh, to early. In Owen
3: Hargroves.
2: The nice. Been... Nice. Gareth Barry. Oh, am not sure about that. <laughs> All right, roll. Frank Lampard.
4: I've well, already said it. Have
2: you? Yeah. (laughs) That's annoying. Bugger that up. (laughs) Bugger that right up. Vish. To take
0: the point. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't over-celebrate. Come on, Gary
2: Neville. No, 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 hold on. Gary Neville, please.
0: He's had loads of time. I haven't
2: had loads of time. Yeah, you have. No, he hasn't. Well, it's up to Andy, isn't it? It's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League. Wayne Rooney? Already said it. Already said it, baby. We're all back in. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> God. Can't believe I said Frank Lampard there. I just. Right. I remember thinking, basically because we didn't go Gerard Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, yeah. you're back in as well. Oof. 2006. It's Torres to Gary Neville. Surely, surely Neville was in there. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. I was. I was sitting there going. Yeah. He's literally giving yeah, you yeah, an yeah, answer, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Paul Robinson.
4: <laughs> David Beckham.
2: Uh, well done. Rob Green?
4: Maybe.
0: No. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> I'm afraid not, It's because it, it's the final England squad. Rob Green was initially picked, but then replaced in the final ah. squad. Mm. Michael Carrick.
4: David James?
2: Oh, yeah, Michael Owen.
4: Um, the headline has been written. Joe Cole?
2: Aaron Lennon.
4: So we've had. Uh, <clears throat> You've done very well here, fellas. The headline has been written. Danny Mills. <laughs>
0: mm. Finish it. Well, I
2: could say Stuart Downing, but it's it's already uh, it's already been won. No oh, one went for Rio Ferdinand. Definitely...
3: Yeah, I, I, I oh, wasn't sure if he'd missed God. out on injury or no, not. So no. he, he was. He's on my notes, but mm. with a question mark.
0: Mm. No Rio. Um, none of you went for Jermaine genus.
3: Yeah. I was thinking so
4: midfield. so I, I was thinking
0: centre uh, yeah. so I wouldn't have
2: got him. I'd
3: forgot.
0: Soul Campbell, Wayne Bridge, or Bridge. replaced Rob Green, Scott Carson. Mm. Huh. So um, that's, you let
2: me, you let me off the hook there.
0: I know. <laughs> I just cool. completely had a mind uh, yeah. blank. Yeah. One to Jim. One to Mark. I think it's right that I won that. Can Vish take it, it through a tie break? That, yeah. We're going to find out <laughs> in category three. Teams that have won the League Cup since 1990. That's a nice... 14 teams. That's a nice... That's a <clears throat> nice and we are going to start with Marcus C. Speller.
2: The League Cup, you say? Yes, I do. Manchester City.
4: Liverpool. Chelsea. <laughs> Spurs. Uh, Birmingham what? City. <laughs>
3: Lovely answer. Very good. Since 1990, you say?
0: I mean, I think he said Birmingham City deliberately uh-huh. to annoy you, which is why I haven't hit the countdown button yet, despite your filibustering. Arsenal. Hmm. Yeah, there we go. Aston Villa.
4: Who else likes the League Cup? Who wants a League Cup? Hands up if you like it. <laughs> to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been
2: written. Yeah, to win black. Middlesbrough. Good. That was one of mine This will impress you Jim Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh,
3: Very impressive <laughs> Very most impressive, most impressive, impressive indeed <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh Oh I mean Yep,
5: Marcus nothing. Marcus
2: Speller wins! Just as well, because I had nothing left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is remarkable, really, because there are a couple here that you definitely could have got. Swansea City, ah, uh, Nottingham Forest.
2: I had forest that I had, actually. I did Blackburn think that.
0: Rovers, and six times Manchester United. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, <laughs> I thought you'd said
3: <laughs> love it. In my mind, I listed all the big clubs, as we all do in this thing. situation yeah. like this, and just... Ev- evidently, they're not in our heads. I anymore. just thought
4: someone would have said Manchester United. Jesus. What an afternoon.
2: Wow. Hey, blimey. How about that? Yeah. One was Sheffield Wednesday, leak up. Well done. Excellent. You well done nerd. to me. Uh, what? All I know is that John Sheridan got the winner in that game. <laughs> <laughs> OK? It against, was, uh, the, against Manchester United. The, yeah. the, the <laughs>
4: annoying thing about the Blackburn one is I watched that game and it was so funny because Mark Hughes played in midfield for Blackburn and his only job was to kick Darren Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing.
2: Yeah. Oh, poor old Dazza. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. Join myself Jim and Vish tomorrow for The Mailbag. Do follow us on X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast Out The keys are in the lock. The weekend is officially open. Smiles all round. Well done, everybody. We're off to Baden-Baden. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Votushin, Antaraja. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> See you <laughs> for The Mailbag.